Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 45. And I want to take the opportunity to start this episode off with a question that is very near and dear to my heart, especially right now. Preparation for childbirth. Did you take it seriously? Now, don't get me wrong. This certainly does not look the same for everyone. For many, it's a formal class, but for others, you know, it can be as simple as a grounding mantra. This is the birth that I wanted. Alla remembers reciting these seven words to herself each time she would feel any sense of nervousness over her upcoming home birth. She knew she could do it. After all, she'd given birth in the hospital before and quickly at that. But this phrase helped her maintain a mindset of both gratitude and positivity. Now, I can't wait to dive into this episode with you guys. It is a stellar episode. Before we do, and in relation to what I just mentioned though, I want to give you guys some exciting news. So some of you might remember that last episode, I told you guys that there is going to be a founding members version of the Happy Home Birth Academy course. That is starting on the week of October 21st, so super, super soon. If you are interested in being a founding member, email me right now, caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com and let me know. Because here's the deal. This version of the course is going to be so cool because it's going to be a live version. It's going to be the most inexpensive that this course will ever be. And it's going to be a chance for you to work with me one-on-one and help mold the final outcome of what the course is going to be that launches in January. You will also get access to that full and final course in January for free. So email me and let any of your friends that are currently pregnant and wanting to have a home birth, let them know about this opportunity because it's going to obviously fill up and start very quickly. I also want to mention that I just rebranded, just got a new logo thanks to my incredible brother-in-law who is super, super great at creating things and designing things. We worked it out over this weekend and it's ready to go. And in celebration of that, we got some t-shirts y'all. So please go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash shop. You can find it straight on the homepage of the website too, up in the menu and purchase a happy home birth t-shirt. I can't wait to rock mine and my daughter Janie is already asking for one. So it is going to be done through bonfire. So there has to be a minimum number of people who order before the t-shirts will be printed. So tell your buddies to order too, a minimum of like five. So hopefully we'll get that pretty quickly. Anyway, that's all that I have for you guys right now. Don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a review if you're feeling loving and you'll be getting a sticker from me and now it's going to be super fancy because we got the new logo on it. So don't forget to do that. Please remember that the opinions of my guests might not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. Neither one of us are acting as medical providers. So continue to see your doctor, your midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Ala, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Well, I am also super excited. I'd love for you to start out by introducing yourself and your family to the listeners. 
Okay, awesome. Uh, so my name is Ala. I am a resident of New Jersey. I am a dental hygienist. I have two beautiful girls, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and my, my husband and two dogs. Um, I was introduced to home birth by a friend when I was in my second pregnancy. I became literally obsessed with the subject and researched it day and night. Uh, took a little bit of convincing to get my husband on board, but uh, I think that he is my uh, biggest uh, proponent now and will tell anybody that home birth is definitely the way to go. Oh, I love to hear that. That's it's so funny. My husband is the same way. He's he's quick to offer unsolicited advice like faster than I am. So mm -hmm. he'll mm -hmm. be out telling he'll be telling everybody to have a home birth and I'm like, "Okay, let's uh let's just calm it down a little there, buddy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was very very skeptical of it when I first brought up the subject and it took a few times um to bring it up and finally he said you know, you keep talking about this. So I get the sense that this is something you're really interested in. So, you know, we should, we should find out more information. And he was still kind of nervous about it. But ultimately, I just said, you know, when when you go through a pregnancy and birth, you can decide how you want to do it. But this, this is the way that we're going to do this. Um, this one's mine. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and afterwards he said, yeah, this is so much, so much better than the hospital birth we had the first time around. So oh, very cool. Well, let's start there. Tell me what was your first pregnancy, prenatal care and birth like? Uh, so my first, uh, so, okay. So the first pregnancy, um, it, uh, was a bit unexpected, but we were very happy that, that it happened and started along that journey. Um, you know, I had a traditional OB, I was going in for lots of testing. My mom had some, um, complications in her pregnancy with me. Uh, so I, I had kind of been warned in the past that some of those things may be genetic and that I may have a predisposition to having issues getting pregnant or staying pregnant. Uh, so, you know, I had expressed those concerns to the OB and they were monitoring me very closely. I was going in often for ultrasounds, um, alternating between the OB, maternal fetal medicine doctor. Um, there was a lot of extensive testing, some of it I didn't feel comfortable with, and they kept pushing me. And I think that's kind of when I got the first hint of, um, you know, I don't, I don't like this because I kept getting pushed into like, no, you, you know, this, this is important. You need to do this or you're putting the baby's life at risk. And I just didn't understand why that was necessary because things seemed to be okay. So, you know, we, we got through the pregnancy and, um, my, labor, uh, came on very suddenly and like, I didn't know, you know, being first time mom, I was kind of scared. Like, am I going to know when I'm in labor? Yeah. You, you, you know, once those <laughs> contractions come that this is, this is what's coming. Um, so I had called my doctor. Um, I was actually, it was, it was my due date. And, um, so I called my doctor and she, and she had just checked me the day before. And she said, I really don't think you're in labor. Um, you know, because I just checked you less than 24 hours ago. Um, but if you want to go to the hospital, have them check you. you know, they might send you home. Okay, go. So I went to the hospital. I was in active labor. My contractions were about five minutes apart at that point. They admitted me. Um, 
I got the epidural right away. Um, and then it just kind of went into this, uh, like script, I like to call it because I see mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, moms going through the same script where you get the epidural, the labor stalls, they rupture your water to get things going. Um, you know, going from there, then the baby's heart rate dropped very suddenly. Um, nobody even told me what was going on. They just kind of rushed in and threw the oxygen mask on me and were checking and everything. Um, I feel very fortunate that my labor progressed quickly. I know that if it didn't, I would have ended up with a C-section because I have other friends that have been in that same scenario. Mm-hmm. So the, the labor delivery was okay. After that is when things got a little bit hairy. So I had my first daughter um, at a hospital in Manhattan because we were living in the city. And then we moved to New Jersey um, when I was uh, like eight months pregnant, but I didn't want to switch doctors. So we Mm. stayed we stayed with that hospital Uh, in New York City. uh, It is standard that everybody shares a recovery room after delivery. And if you want a private room, you have to pay between six to $700 a night, which we had mm-hmm. budgeted, which we had budgeted for, because I said, mm-hmm. there's no way that I'm sharing a recovery. Right. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. I understand that it's, it's totally first world problems. There are other, like my husband's family is from the Philippines and there people literally share beds. They have four women to a bed in recovery and they are, they feel fortunate that they're even able to be in the hospital, right. you know? Um, so, so whatever. So we, um, you know, we come time to move to the recovery room and they tell me we're sorry, but the hospital is overbooked. We don't have any private rooms. And I was freaking out. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm feeling fine. Let's just I have a private just, room at home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go home. Okay. And they you know, obviously that was not an option. So we went, you know, into the recovery and, um, you know, if you've ever seen how rooms are when they're divided, they're not they're not actually divided equally. You get like a smaller section that's divided with a curtain towards the door and then a bigger section that goes towards the window. Well, I was in that section towards the door. My roommate had guests coming in and out constantly. There was no policy against guests. So every time people would come in, they would inadvertently kind of pull the curtain open, um, or they had, uh, you know, children running around pulling the curtain open. And all of this just made me extremely anxious. And, um, I reached out to my OB that evening. I emailed her and I said, you need to sign me out in the morning. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. I, I can't do it. Uh, and she, you know, she messaged me back saying, okay, that's fine. Then when it came time to leave, um, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't release the baby. And I said, and I said, you know, obviously I, I'm not leaving the baby here. So then I was forced to say, stay. So Uh, you had to stay two nights. I had to stay two nights. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is kind of standard. Um, I know now that I could have signed myself out, um, you know, against medical advice and, and left and nobody could have stopped me, but you know, obviously nobody informed me of my rights. Uh, so yeah, so it was, you know, the, the labor and delivery part was uneventful and that was just, it is what it is, but the whole recovery and, um, being in the hospital, I hated that. I hated Mm -hmm. that. And I, I really 
was not looking forward to going through that again. Um, when I went, when I got into my second pregnancy. Yeah. None of that is very conducive to bonding, you know, (laughs) it's not, it's not. And it gave me, it gave me a lot of anxiety and Mm -hmm. really, I wouldn't say I had, you know, postpartum, um, on a massive scale, but it, it traumatized me and I'm still traumatized by that experience. Right. I can completely understand that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a lot, especially with people coming in and out that you don't know that you're not comfortable with that. It just are are there in your room all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, it was not, not fun. (laughs) So, so this is a big contrast to your second birth. So when you got pregnant with your second child, what was your plan? Had you considered doing something differently than the first time? So with the second child, um, at that point I, um, had been kind of on a different journey in my life and I definitely leaned more towards, um, having a natural experience and a more calm, uh, and supportive birth. Uh, so I was looking into using midwives and particularly I was very interested in having a water birth because I had watched a lot of videos on water birth and how that can be calming and soothing and, you know, that the water can relieve pain during labor. So I was very, very interested in that. And in New Jersey, uh, at that time, there was only one hospital that uh, allowed for water birth. There are other hospitals that allow labor in the water, but then you have to get out and that didn't, that didn't appeal to me. Uh, so I had researched, um, few different midwives. I'd gotten some recommendations and I met with people and I feel like that's, that's really important because what works for me may not work for somebody else. And you really get the feeling and vibe of, of a practice or of, um, a certain place in person. So I had, um, you know, met with uh, with the, this midwife practice and decided that I was going to be using them um, for for my for my pregnancy and for the delivery at the hospital to do the water birth. Okay, okay, very nice. So, still planning on a hospital birth, but recognizing the importance of the midwifery model of care and this water birth aspect seemed like a really big deal to you. Yes, yes. And I was also, then I became kind of nervous about it because the hospital only has a limited amount of tubs and it's Mm. first come first serve. So if you get there and you're, you know, like given my first experience where I'm at the hospital and they're uh, delivering babies in recovery rooms, I'm thinking, you know, this, this might be something that I show, show up to. And then there is no tub available for me. Um, Then at this point I was about halfway through my pregnancy and I had a play date with a friend who had just um, delivered with my midwife group, but she had a home birth. Ooh. And, and I had previously, um, you know, I, I know about home births, but I was really intimidated with the idea of it. Um, and just, just nervous. And I think that's something that many of us, um, have been kind of, I don't want to use the word trained, but you know, um, it's like our society just tells us that that's, 
that's not normal and that's dangerous. Um, but you know, this is somebody that I trusted and was very interested in her experience and it just seemed, seemed great. Uh, so I started researching home birth, um, became really, really interested in the idea. Uh, the next, the next, uh, hurdle was getting my husband on board because, uh, even when I told him about the idea of water birth in the hospital, he was uh, taken back by that, but he slowly (laughs) got on board. So when I told him, when I first told him about home birth, he just flat out said, absolutely not. You are crazy. (laughs) No, no, we're not doing this. Uh, then I, I kept mentioning it. I kept mentioning it and showing him photos and, uh, YouTube videos of, of, uh, home births. And finally he said, okay, you keep talking about this. So I understand that this is something you really want to do. So let's meet with the midwives and discuss with them. Um, and then kind of go from there. And, and and you were saying these are the same midwives. Like this was the same midwifery practice, whether you were going to give birth in the hospital or at home, right? Yes, that's correct. So they that makes are, things easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I feel as though the universe perhaps led me down that path to give me that option, um, mm-hmm. because if I was with another practice, I would I would not have had that. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Then right. I would have either had to completely switch practices um, or stick with my original plan. Yeah, that would have probably just been an extra <clears throat> hurdle for you to to help to help bridge the gap for your husband, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was people that he he already had met with and was comfortable with. I think that kind of helped also um, because it wasn't a completely new person coming out here to give their opinion. Right. Very interesting. And also, so, okay, the way that that group works, I'm curious, where do they have like, where did you do your prenatal appointments? Uh, so they have two offices, and I would go to either one of those offices to do my prenatal appointments, um, depending on my schedule. And then um, they have uh, several midwives on staff. I think at this point they have even more staff, um, <clears throat> but they kind of rotate you around so that you meet different midwives because it's not, obviously it's not a guarantee as to who's going to show up the day of. Right. Gotcha. So it's not, it's not like, is it a hospital affiliated practice or is it just that they have privileges in the hospital and to give to do home births as well? Yeah, they, um, as far as I know, they're not affiliated with hospital. It's just, it's a standalone practice. Gotcha. Uh, it's just that they have uh, hospital privileges. Uh, and at that point it was only at one hospital. Now they're at they expanded to a second hospital to wow. uh, kind of broaden their reach. Um, they also have a uh, pediatric practice uh, oh, where, wow. you know, people can bring babies back uh, there to get checked. Uh, and they do, you know, yearly exams, uh, all those kind of things. Well, that's a really exciting option. That's very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, so so go on with your story then. So you you're, you and your husband go in to talk to them about the home birth option. Right. So we went to speak to them about the home birth option. And at that point, I was, uh, I believe, at 26 weeks, which is their cutoff to accept oh. home birth clients. <clears throat> so I was, you know, cutting it to the wire. And they <laughs> told me 
they told me that they would have to bring it up at their weekly meeting to see if I would qualify and if they were willing to take it on. Also, depending on what their availability is, um, how many clients they already had booked for home birth uh, around my due date. So I was on pins and needles for the next week um, waiting to hear back from them. And then finally, I got a text back from the midwife saying, we reviewed your case. We think you're a great candidate for home birth. So let's go for it. Awesome. And I, I don't know. I just felt like Christmas came early to me. It was, <laughs> it was, it was really great. Um, so then we just, we went from there and then we had to attend, um, home birth classes with them. It was a series of two classes where we went over what to do in case of emergency, um, you know, things to prepare, just, just things so that we weren't going into it blindly. Um, the other thing that I really appreciated about this practice is they made things very easy for us. They provided the pool. They gave us a detailed list of supplies that we needed. Um, they provided a lot of the supplies for us, too, that I've seen other people have to purchase on their own. Uh, and also, uh, because they are nurse midwives, it was covered by my insurance, oh, um, which is, you know, significant, mm -hmm. uh, because I know people who literally go in debt to have a home birth. And if I had to, I probably would as well, but yeah. it was nice to, <laughs> nice to have that option. And, uh, the day of there were two midwives that came with an assistant. So there was, uh, a lot of hands on deck uh, to to help out. I love that. I love how it's usually, it's not usually just one person. You know, they mm -hmm. pretty consistently have a second who is there for, you know, the baby or if there were to be any emergent event that arises and then to have an assistant on top of that, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had also hired <clears throat> a doula to be with me. Uh, partially my... Um, motivation for the doula was because I wanted, um, my daughter to be at home with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was, she was going to be three and a half at that time. And I didn't really tell too many family members and I didn't feel that I wanted family members in the home, um, when I was in labor and delivering. So the doula was going to be there for me, but then also to possibly take care of my daughter if, need be. Um, and the day of, she was uh, priceless to me because, uh, and I've heard this from other women before I kind of developed like an aversion to my husband. Um, <laughs> when I was, when I was, in, when I was in labor, yeah, <laughs> because like when he touched me, it felt like fire. It felt like fire mm -hmm. on my skin. I didn't want him anywhere near me. Um, and then, um, when my doula came, her name is Renee. It was like, so peaceful and calming and her hands were so cool. And I don't know that's all the, in, in the moment, that's all I remember, just her like cool hands on me. Oh. And it just, it felt so good and calming, um, and, and a big relief for me. I love that. That's such an, it, isn't it so interesting how all of the hormones and just the way that labor plays out, it's, it's always 
uncertain how you're going to feel about different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had heard about that from, from others. Uh, And it was, that was, it was a stark contrast to my first labor because, um, during my first labor, um, I had my, my mom and my husband in the delivery room and I really wanted my husband next to me as, as my support person. And then the second time around, I was like, don't touch me. (laughs) No, 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 no. just go, but it was a completely different feeling. (laughs) That's so funny. So Mm -hmm. your first birth, I wanted to hit on this. You you Mm -hmm. said that, you know, it did go pretty quickly. What was the total time that you were in labor? Um, so my contractions started the evening before, um, somewhere late in the evening. Then we went to the hospital, um, I got admitted maybe around seven, eight a.m., and she, it was, it was very quick. I had I told you before they, they broke my water. And at that point I was at five centimeters. Um, but I had, I had an epidural, so I was numb and I wasn't really feeling anything. And the doctor told my husband, um, you know, don't worry, it's gonna, it's gonna be some time. Why don't you go have a coffee, relax? Uh, I'm going to go do some paperwork and I'll come back. So he went out to get something to eat. And actually he was, he stayed and he went down to the cafeteria because in his head, he thought like, let me just stay close by just, Mm -hmm. just in case. And about 10 minutes later, a nurse checked me and started yelling. The head is coming out. The head is coming out. Don't, don't push, don't push. Um, and my mom called him and was like, you need to come, you need to come back right away because the baby is coming out. And then after that I pushed, um, I was pushing And so this will kind of tie into the story, too. So my epidural, um, about halfway through the labor, I started feeling the contractions again, and I was in a lot of pain. So they had jacked up my epidural to the point where I got so numb that I couldn't feel anything. Mm. And when I was pushing, nothing was happening. So they ended up turning the epidural off. And once the baby, you know, after 20 minutes of pushing and the baby was coming out, I wasn't numb anymore. But at that point, I didn't care. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted her her out. But that that, um, you know, muscle strain in combination with being in my back on my back, which is not a natural position to give birth. Um, I was so sore afterwards. I couldn't I, I and I was I was nauseous and vomiting from the oh. pain Um I couldn't walk straight for at least a week. Um, you know, so that was, that was also just another kind of traumatizing experience for me and why I wanted to do things differently the second time around. Oh, that makes so much sense. And so with this labor was, was it like that in the, um, in the sense of its time? Like, was it very quick or how did it, how did it progress? My second labor? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was very, very fast. So my, the, the second one, um, you know, so she was almost a week late. Okay. I was, I was a week past my due date and in New Jersey, if, um, if you go two weeks past your due date, you risk out of the home birth. Right. Um, they legally, I don't know if it's like that in other States or maybe, other midwives, it doesn't apply to them, but to this practice, um, if you're at 42 weeks, they can't deliver you at home. Yeah, 42 weeks is, is oftentimes the cutoff. Oh, okay. Which is okay. frustrating. Okay. So I was, you know, I was pretty anxious and nervous to, 
kind of make sure that things were moving along. So I was doing every, you know, homemade trick uh, and remedy, um, bouncing on yoga balls and uh, different supplements and uh, spicy eggplant, whatever, whatever's <laughs> yeah. on that list. I went, I went down that the entire list trying to get things moving along. Um, so I had, uh, you know, just, I had gotten checked by the midwives the day before and, you know, they said, okay, well, you know, we'll just kind of give you another couple of days, see how, how things are. Um, and I woke up, um, in the middle of the night, I was kind of feeling uncomfortable. So I went, um, to the bath, you know, at that point I'm 41 weeks, I'm already really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the bathroom cause I was kind of having a sharp pain and, after sitting for a couple of minutes, I realized like, okay, I'm, I think I'm having real contractions at this point. Um, and I started timing them, uh, cause that's the same thing I did the first time and it progressed very quickly. The first, uh, span from one contraction to the next was 45 minutes. The next one was 15 mm. and the third one was five. Oh my and, word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in my head I was like, okay, I need to start calling people because everybody is an hour away from me. Mm. Uh, and they need, they need time to get here. So I, you know, I woke up my husband and I was like, we're in labor. I'm in labor. Um, we need to start filling up the pool. Uh, <laughs> and I think that it was, uh, like around 5am or so at that point. Um, and um, my contractions were very, very rapid, <clears throat> one after the other. So I was just kind of pacing around my living room, trying to find some, some comfort, some relief. Um, and I had, during my pregnancy, um, I, I didn't have any formal classes. Like I looked into hypnobirthing and Bradley method, things like that, but they just didn't work out with my work schedule. So I, I didn't do anything, um, you know, any classes, but I just did different guided meditations, uh, through YouTube videos. And, uh, I had made, um, positive affirmations that I hung up, um, all over, all over the room where I was going to be birthing. And I would go in there every day and read those affirmations. Um, you know, my body is made to do this. I am stronger than my, my pain. Um, I don't know. I still, I still have them. I'm saving Mm -hmm. them sentimentally. Um, so, so I made up this mantra in my head whenever I would get nervous uh, or, or scared about the upcoming birth. And I would say, this is the birth that I wanted. So when, when things got really heavy, that's just what I kept chanting. I just kept chanting. This is the birth that I wanted. This is the birth that I wanted, you know, like, like I'm scared now, but this is, this is what I wanted and, and I can get through it. Um, so I just remember being, uh, on all fours, my living room floor and hearing the door open and the midwives coming in. And I just let out this big sigh of relief, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, now, now it's going to be okay. Now we're not, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. So they, they checked me and I was uh, pretty far along at that point. Um, they got me into the tub. It was about 20 to 30 minutes of pushing, um, and, and the baby came out. So from my first contraction until she was out, it was three hours. 
Oh, wow. And what time did your doula get, arrive? Uh, she got there around the same time as the mid. So everybody got there like an hour before the baby was born. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wow. it was, it was really, really fast. So what was that water birth experience like for you? Did you? Oh, it was, that? yeah, it was amazing. Um, and even though, I mean, the, the contractions were, were really intense. I, I never felt like I'm going to die right now. I can't get through this. You know, I, I knew that they were intense for a reason and that it was bringing me to a point. Um, once I got into the water, it was immediate relief. Um, Mm -hmm. not that I didn't have any pain at all after that, but it was much more manageable. Um, I felt myself relaxing a lot more. I was able to kind of move, move around into different positions and the, the midwives and my doula were helping to kind of move me around to see if that would help progress things. Um, and I remember actually at one, one point hearing this loud pop and mm-hmm. seeing this fluid gush out and they said, okay, that's, you know, your water breaking. So the baby's probably going to be coming soon. And I think it was like another one or two pushes after that. And the baby was out. And what's, uh, what's interesting is that, uh, so I, during the pregnancy, we didn't find out the gender of the baby. Okay. I really, I really wanted to be surprised. And I had told them, I don't want anybody announcing the gender. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want, I want to, I want to reach down and pull up the baby and then either me or my husband will announce the gender. And then, um, so, you know, I, pu- I pulled the baby up and I was, I was holding the baby against my chest. And after a couple of minutes, they said, uh, do you want to take a look and see if, <laughs> see, see, and I remember just opening the baby's legs and, and, and saying, and kind of scrunching my eyes and saying, I'm, I'm too scared to look. I'm too scared to look, just look. And my husband looked and he said, it's a girl. Oh. And, uh, and we, we started crying because I was 99% sure that it was a boy. <laughs> I, 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 in my, in my heart, I really wanted a girl. Because oh. I have, yes, I, I really wanted a girl because I, you know, I already have one girl. So part of me for practical purposes of, <laughs> you know, hand-me-downs and things like that, it's just a lot easier to have oh, sure. two, two of the same gender. Um, but also, um, I'm, I'm an only child and I'd always observed um, sibling relationships and felt that there was just something really special between the bond of, um, same sex siblings. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, I'm getting a little teary eyed. <laughs> and my daughter, um, my daughter had always wanted a sister ever since oh. she could talk. She was just always sister, sister, sister. She would run up to random girls at stores yelling sister, oh. trying to hug, trying to hug them. So I was like, you know, praying. I was when when we were this the second baby was planned. So when when I, um, you know, was, we were conceiving her, I I really prayed for for a second girl. But for some reason, I I thought that it was going to be a boy. So I was trying to get my daughter used to that idea. And, um, you know, and I said, how you know, what would you think about if it was a boy? And she's like, no, you can just take it back. Just take it back and get it. Get a girl. Yeah, it's okay. No, that's okay, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks and, for the offer, but no. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I kept telling her, you know, it might, might be, might be a boy. And she had a a baby boy cousin at that time. And I said, wouldn't that be fun? You know, just like him. She's like, no, I want a sister. (laughs) That would not be fun. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, stop telling me that it's a boy. It's, it's a girl. It's a girl. I was like, okay, fine. Um, so she was, she was very, very excited. Um, during the labor, I ended up not, um, she was not, she was awake. Um, but she was not in the room with us, um, mm-hmm. because we had, we had the tub set up in a spare bedroom and, you know, the tub with the, the midwives around everybody there, but kind of really wasn't extra room. And I just didn't want her to be scared of that experience. Uh, and what's interesting, uh, now she tells me that she wishes we brought her in the room. Oh. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, that's so it's, interesting, it's, but it, that's one of those things that you just have to decide in the moment, you know, like that's great yeah. that you were willing to, to have that as an open ended option, you know, having a doula there that could take care of your husband and your daughter, should she want to be involved or should she not want to be involved and, uh, giving that opportunity for like, okay, well, even if she wasn't in the room, she was involved in the birth. She was at home when her sister came into the world. That's, that's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was also really important for me and why I wanted to keep her home versus, um, you know, having a family member to come pick her up. Like we have, my in-laws live less than a mile away from us. I could have easily called them, and told them to come get her, but I wanted her to feel like she was involved and, um, that it wasn't, uh, you know, like, Oh, here's this new baby. And here now you're showing up into, into the picture, you know? So while I was still in the tub, um, waiting for the placenta to come out, they, my husband got uh, our daughter, brought her in the room, you know, she got to see the baby, uh, and then, you know, took her out for a little bit so that I could get out and get cleaned up a little bit. And then we just moved right over into the bed and all of us were, were in the bed together. And I felt like that was such a special experience and a great bonding moment for them. And then, uh, and then, you know, she got to assist the midwives with weighing the baby and checking the baby. And it was, uh, it was incredible. Oh, that is so beautiful. And so now this baby is, is two, right? Coming up on two. She's going to be two. Yep. Oh my goodness. So what is that relationship like now? The sibling relationship? Um, it's, they have their moments Um, (laughs) for sure, (laughs) especially, especially, you know, two girls. Uh, so, you know, everything was fun until the baby started moving around and Mm. touching, touching the older one's toys and and things like that. Um, but they have, they have a very special bond. Uh, they really love each other. Um, my older one is a very good big sister. She's very conscious and aware of, of the baby and really helps out a lot. And I think that, you know, some of that, I I do believe that it goes back to the home birth and having Mm -hmm. her involved and always feeling like, you know, one unit, like we're, we're all in it together. Right. Like this is our baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it's, it's funny you say that I I like, uh, I have a video of her, my older one, um, 
like kind of caressing the baby. Uh, and it was like right after her, we kind of got settled uh, and she's, you know, caressing the baby and she's saying, Oh, it's my baby. I love oh. my baby. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's very, really oh. awesome when I think about it. Wow. Well, Ale, what would you say to a mom who is considering home birth? What what advice do you have coming from someone who has experienced both the hospital and the home birth? Um, I just, just go for it. Just home birth is really, it's the best. Now I understand that a lot of, a lot of, um, women and couples are, are scared of the unknown. Um, you know, what to do in case of emergency, um, you know, anything like that. And, uh, you know, you, you have to do your research, you have to figure out what you're comfortable with. But our bodies were designed to do this. Mm. Um, and, you know, obviously, there are cases where there are complications and maybe high risk pregnancies uh, that aren't suitable for home birth. Um, maybe they, you know, need more closer monitoring, um, you know, I, I understand that. But in majority of cases in healthy pregnancies, you don't need a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also midwives are trained to recognize any type of emergencies and they will transfer to the hospital if need be. And that's something that I discussed um you know, mid, with my midwives, what are the scenarios where you would transfer somebody either to um, the hospital where you have privileges, which is actually 45 minutes from my house. So, you know, if, if they see that something is not going the right way, then they, you know, go there. Or what cases do you transfer in an emergency to the hospital that's mm-hmm. five minutes down the road? So right. all all those things are are discussed. Um, and I can easily say that my home birth was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm. Um, I don't know too many women that describe their births as, as amazing. Um, I, I felt, I just felt so good. Even my recovery with the second one versus the first one, I, I was up walking around. I really had to force myself to stay in bed yes. and relax, but I felt incredible. Mm-hmm. I just felt, I felt completely different and it was such a relief not to, not to have to go somewhere and, um, you know, just, just be home. And I mean, I, I don't know how everybody feels about the hospital, but hospitals are, they're not like, they're not clean places. Right. Uh, even, even a lot of staff. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in hospitals. Um, there's actually in New York, New Jersey right now, like a big controversy going on where they tested in hospitals, um, even like the curtains and, mm. uh, things around and are finding like high uh, concentrations of bacteria and staff and all these things. It's like, you know, why would you want to expose your, your newborn to that? Um, I don't know. Just, and I'm really, yeah, yeah. I'm just really thankful for the way the universe led me down this path. Um, if I had had a home birth the first time around. I may have had five kids at this point. I don't know. <laughs> um, we 
we've discussed the possibility of having more children in the future. Um, and because of the home birth, it's really the only reason I would even consider it is so that I could experience home birth again. Yeah, I, I totally understand <laughs> that. I think it makes a huge difference. It really, because it's just so empowering. Like what a brilliant way to enter into motherhood, just feeling so strong and capable, knowing what you can do and what you can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and not even just the birth, but even, you know, because we, you had the birth and then, um, you know, they checked the baby, they checked me, um, my doula made breakfast for us, kind of helped me, um, you know, with the troubleshoot some breastfeeding things and then everybody left and it was, it was just us. Um, and also just the empowerment at that point of taking care of this baby and not relying on other people. Mm. Uh, it really changed my perception in parenting and made me realize that I have much more power than I thought before. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I feel like the birth story, it, it, it's just, it stays around forever. It's not just the birth story. It's not just this one day it lasts forever and leaves an impact. Um, so it's really, really beautiful to hear how incredible your second one was. Um, but Ala, thank you so much for coming on. It was really incredible to hear both of your stories, the way that you transitioned, the way that your family transitioned and your husband's opinions, how they changed. I, I loved hearing all of it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It's um, a really great experience for me. Man, guys, sometimes GarageBand does me dirty, and I'm super disappointed right now because I actually already recorded these ep this episode roundup once, and at the very end of it, Lillian sneezed, and it was absolutely the cutest thing that I have ever heard in my life, like number one episode for sure, and it is gone, so here I go back to recording the episode roundup, Sans Adorable Sneeze. I do want to jump in really quickly and give you a few takeaways that I thought were really fascinating in our discussion. So Ella mentioned several amazing benefits of home birth, the peacefulness of giving birth in your own home, the beauty of having a small and loving support team to help you settle in and even troubleshoot postpartum, and the cleanliness compared to the massive amounts of bacteria and infection that can be found at the hospital, all incredibly valid reasons to just stay home. Home birth, it has a way of drawing us back in. Al admits that because of their beautiful birthing experience, the idea of another baby, uh, it's not such a bad idea. And personally being friends with Alla on Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and say I vote for yes, Alla, more babies. The ones that you have right now are so cute. Speaking of Instagram, if you guys will take a screenshot right now, upload it to your Instagram stories, tagging Happy Home Birth Podcast, I will be sure to feature you in mine as well. That is all I have for you guys for this week. I am loving all of the changes that are coming our way, and I hope you're excited for the ride. So I look forward to seeing you back here next week.